Hi, thanks for downloading this podcast. This is Jack AM FM, the audio track of what is a video morning show we do every day, uh, every morning uh, over at twitch.tv slash Jack Allison. If you like what you hear on this podcast, uh, feel free to go check it out. Uh, we're doing it every morning, uh, uh, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern uh, at Twitch TV slash Jack Allison. Uh, and while you're over there, maybe hit the subscribe button. You know, if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you get one free Twitch Prime subscription a month. Why not make it me so I can make a little bit of money? Anyway, enjoy the show. All right. All right. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's uh, September 12th, 2018. 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. It's Jack a.m., everybody. Thank you all for being here. Thank you all for being here. Uh, wow. We have uh, we have some stuff today. We do have some stuff today. Yeah. You, oh, really? You guys can't hear the music. So I don't know what the fuck is going on with the music because I have it coming out on my side. I have it like it is now it's it's going out from OBS. Maybe I need to remake the music playlist or something like that because it appears that it does not get sent out to you guys. Uh I had it on monitor and output this time because I was uh trying to make sure that you guys were hearing it, but yes, I believe that that just led to that ended up just leading to me listening to the the royalty free music alone, and uh, uh, no one else hearing it except for me. How weird! How weird! I need to fix the music. I need to fix the music. I was trying to today. We do listen. We do listen over here, and I have heard you. I hear you that you aren't hearing the music, and I exported the you know the bonus show yesterday, and I was like, wow, you really can't hear the music. So we're going to have to try to fix that today. We have to fix that sometime today. Thank you all for being here. We have uh, we have a decent amount of show for you to hear today. We have a decent amount of show for you here today. I'm not going to lie. Some days, you know, I'm like, we have a lot of show for you here today. Uh, today, I think I have a little less show for you here today, but I think it's going to be just fine. Um, it's going to be just fine, everybody. We're going to be okay. I don't have a bunch of videos prepared and stuff like that. Some days you got more, you know, you get more prep stuff in. Some days you don't. Some days you don't. But we do have some wonderful mom content. I have some content from my mom. I have my content from my mom that I want to get into here today because there's been a couple things that I have actually been. Oh, God. Shampoodler, everyone in the chat, of course we will be talking about Norm MacDonald. I'm not, you know... I can't deny that I, I feel kind of uh, uh, it's hard for me. It's hard for me with uh, uh, with Norm Macdonald because I do think he's a funny guy. But man, that interview, I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. I did not read the interview yet. I saw I've seen a lot of people posting about it. I know what is in the interview. I do know what's in the interview, but I have not read it just yet. So uh, uh, we're going to actually be going through it live here on the show today i think kate read it and has some things she wants to show me uh but yeah i uh 
I am duty bound. I'm duty bound to go through the what was it? A Vulture article, a Hollywood Reporter article, or something like that. I am duty bound to to go through. I know. Well, Norm, we'll we'll have to get into it in just a little bit here. But Norm is like an interesting. He's like one of these like like blue collary kind of guys. Like, yeah, he's like. Norm is a funny man. Like he's a naturally funny man, but yeah, I don't know that uh, uh, his thought processes uh, are that good. I don't know if his thought processes are that good. This is like Michael Ian Black times like a hundred. Okay, we got to get the mic. Hang on one second, everybody. Put yeah, Kate's mic on. Yeah. No, I, I put it over. Here. I moved it over here. We're not using it. It's Kate AM. It's Kate AM. It's Kate AM. It's Kate AM. There we are. It's Kate AM, everybody. Welcome to Kate AM. Yeah. There we are. Very tired today, huh? As you can see, we've slurped Cam. You gotta slip as slow as you can. <sighs> okay, was that a was that a crack on my how fast I was drinking it? <laughs> uh, welcome oh, to KDM. Wow. Welcome to KDM. This is a Thank show you. that uh, Norm Macdonald would not be on because there's a woman co-host. That's very cool. Thurston Falco just gave out some uh, sub gifts. That's very cool. Welcome. Someone was asking how is KDM uh, spelled. KDM is spelled. Two ways, two different ways. It's spelled J A C K A M, also spelled C A I T A M. Just one of those words that's spelled two ways. K A M. <laughs> K A M. Everybody. K-A-M. So we'll we'll get into Norman just a moment here. There's a lot to talk about. There is a lot to talk about with uh with Norm. Uh, and yeah, I do feel like it's like it's like kind of like Michael Ian Black, like times a hundred because like I do think Norm is funnier than Michael Ian Black so it like hurts me a little more personally but also like the things he said are not just like milk toast like annoying centrist stuff like Norm is like full-on like a kind of reactionary boomer like Republican guy at this point and that is truly truly Hurts me to say that out loud, but it is he's true. He's like not even Republican. He's like, I think maybe more centrist liberal, but he like doesn't kind of doesn't think women are the fun. I think he's reactionary like, is what he is. I think I think Norm is reactionary. I don't know. Man, I don't know. Uh, whatever. We'll, we'll get into it in just a second here because I do want to get into my. You haven't read it. You haven't read it. I know. It's a bummer. I know. I've read the clips. I have read quotes from it and stuff like that. And I do have some like feelings, but I, uh, uh, but man, uh, it's tough. I don't know if I can deal with it's it. So, I mean, I, I, I don't all- follow Norm Macdonald for a long time because he just posts like he'll just like fully recap golf games on Twitter and has like for years and years, so- like every single putt, he'll just be like that putt, you it's know, so remarkable. up at the putter again. It's so remarkable how. I mean, the fact that you just told me he had a Twitter surprises me because it seems like this man has not been online Look, in 15 years. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We we, we have to. We have to. Uh, OK, we. Should we ah, uh, 
Okay, fine. Should Fuck we it. We'll just do get it? into Norm. We'll just get into Norm. We'll we'll talk about Norm right at the top. We might as well just do it. Let me pull up the Norm McDonald uh uh article. He's so wrong about like everything. He's like <sighs> he he he's so wrong about everything. So look, uh, it's not even just that he's problematic cuz like he said it is. He is. He is. It's almost like a joke of like having the wrong opinion on every single thing. Like it's like maybe it's. Let's go. Maybe it's performance All right. art. Probably, All right. Probably not. OK. Norm Macdonald won't go pundit on his new Netflix talk show. Uh, he won't uh, blah, 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 where nothing can be topical. I mean, to me, I'm like I just to begin with. Just to begin with here, to start with Norm, doing one of these shows and saying that nothing can be topical, that's like the recipe for doing the Pete Holmes show. Uh, there's a reason why these shows are topical, and there's a reason, like, why talk show. that's what, you know, that's what these talk shows are. Like, they're, they're you know, uh, anyway, I do think that trying to break that format is, uh, is annoying. Uh, he warned about the danger of the Trump presidency. Is it, is it as bad as you feared? Not at all. I don't know anything about the Constitution, but it seems that the framers of this republic... I do like how people like now like talk like I don't know. Everyone talks like a fucking CNN pundit, like the framers of our republic figured out how to make it bulletproof uh, uh, to this type of interloper. Uh, um, it, it, you know, I don't know what lasting damage you can point to except the Supreme Court judge nomination, which is certain nominally. I mean, a right wing guy is going to put in a right wing guy. Uh, well, to begin with, I'm like, I'm, I'm not sure that uh, uh, Trump is a right wing guy. But anyway, uh, uh, well, then the, the interviewer is like, well, okay, well, what about the emboldening of racism? And he's like, I live in L.A. where I've always faced with the lunacy of the left. OK, this is where I am actually. The, OK, let me let me I will make my theory here. I'm going to like posit my theory about Norm Macdonald here. Uh -huh. And can I do that just briefly before we go into the rest of it here? And. <clears throat> I do speak as someone who does did think does does I guess currently think that Norm Macdonald can be a funny guy. I like went I met with him at Funny or Die even in the last like couple years he came in and like I was like oh, really? man like more than any other comedian like this guy is fucking funny. Like he is really funny. He's a naturally funny guy. Does that make make him like smart? Does that make him like politically aware yeah, or anything yeah, like that? Yeah. Does that make him someone like worth emulating? So now let me just like briefly. I think that Corolla and Norm McDonald are like similar guys where they're kind of these blue collar guys who are not the brightest to begin with. And kind I, I think kind of build their personality in a way that's reactionary. They're reacting to. <clears throat> the things that annoy them that are just about the people that are most physically close to them. So you see what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like Norm is like annoyed with, you know, what's correct because he's just not around anyone who's incorrect. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but Joe uh, and that's reaction. Joe Hartzler has a good point in the chat. He says they're rich. Well, here's the thing. Corolla is a rich guy. Corolla absolutely is a rich guy. Norm right now might have money, but also is a degenerate gambler. Uh, oh, uh, is that, that yes, true? I do feel like I feel badly for Norm. Look, not a super bright guy, but I am. I will just go out there and say why comedians liked him. Why did why did comedians like him? Well, I mean, I guess why well, I'm trying to think why did comedians liked him? Yeah, I mean, like, I guess I feel like I did like Norm because 
he kind I, I I mean, I guess because like in the 90s, he like didn't give a fuck. And he was this like very funny man on Weekend Update. But he was like doing the OJ jokes that like Don Olmeyer didn't want. And yeah, like exactly. Claire's absolutely right that like he's one of these guys that like comedians. He was like doing the like the joke on the joke, oh, like that yeah, second that layer sense. joke that all the comics love or that whatever. Makes sense. Anyway, so I just want to. Very briefly, like, sure. set the table here to say, like, this guy is a a degenerate gambler, <laughs> like, who uh, uh, who has yeah. real problems. Uh, and uh, is maybe not the smartest and person. And maybe not the smartest guy in the world. Well, uh, clearly, because, like, yes. these answers are, Well, let's like, get into it. Asinine, uh, uh, I, I, what's about unbullying of racism? I, I face with the lunacy of the left. So I never really bought into this notion that everyone's racist. Because there's a black president, an, you know? Answer. Good God. Wait, just say that crazy yeah. uh, sorry so i never Say really bought answer. into this notion that everyone's racist because there was a black president you know poor guy i never bought into this he lives in a bubble like it is true like it's true well, like he says it well i mean it's so funny it's like but it's so funny he's like i was living in a bubble before i saw the sasha baron cohen show or I whatever mean, i'm like dude you are that's still living in a bubble to have only recognized that America still holds racism because you watch yeah. the Sasha Baron Cohen show. Like, come on, you're not you're in the bubble still, pal. Like that is still bubble. That's still I some mean, bubble that's right like there. some real small yeah, bubble. That's some Even real in L.A. Bubble. to think that to, if you live in L.A. and think there's still not race, we've like the most racist police. Force I know. I know. The entire he just country. doesn't pay attention. And like and so, OK. And again, I think a lot of this has to do with like all he does is he sees like everyone getting upset by this stuff. And he's like, they're getting too upset. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know, like. If you're just a reactionary, if you're old, if your brain is not that good anymore, like that will lead you down some weird paths. Anyway, like, is it because maybe when you're reactionary in your youth, that's like lauded as like being punk or something? Well, no, and then when you do it and you're it's old? tough. It's tough because it's like when you're young, it's tough. It has nothing to do with youngness or oldness. I think it actually has to do with like having a political philosophy, frankly. And he has like not. I don't think he has one. I, I think, think Norm is I not like the most bright guy. And so he's just trying to do stuff like he's trying. Isn't it weird how like everyone's getting mad about this? You know what I mean? He's like just trying to observe, but he's not super bright. And yeah. he doesn't have a political compass to like view all these things through. Like he simply is just reacting to whatever the era is telling him. You, you know what he, I mean? Okay, but at the end of this, I, I I want to figure out if you think he's a Republican or, or what. Yeah. What the deal is. <laughs> uh, a message was just held for identity because someone said fucking Canadians. Uh, While I am half Canadian and find that very offensive, I'll allow it only because Samantha B is also uh, Canadian. Uh, uh, and he says, <laughs> he says, I guess everyone's a fucking idiot. Everyone's an idol ideologue. Hopefully the pendulum will slow down in the next four years. Well, here's the thing with, you know, Tom Servo in the chat is like, to be fair, I think Corolla is worth the norm. What I know about Corolla, because I talk to people who know him or whatever, is that Corolla is like one of the funniest joke writers ever. Like, not writers, joke tellers. Like, he can sit in a room and come up with incredible jokes just off the top of his head, but he is literally not educated to the point where he's like not the most literate. Like, I think that... I think that it's not easy for uh, uh, what I what my understanding is. It's not Adam Carolla can't write jokes. They don't come out like making any sense because he's not fully literate. But like 
tell jokes out loud and he can like write them down like he's very funny guy and so that's what i'm saying i'm like i think some of these guys are just like like their appeal is kind of that they're just like a dumb guy (laughs) or whatever uh uh. anyway so he says i guess everyone's an idiot everyone's an ideologue hopefully the pendulum pendulum will slow down in the next four years and swing back toward liberalism uh not necessarily i'm happy the hashtag me too movement has slowed down a little bit it used to be 100 women can't be lying until then it became one woman can't lie. And that became, I believe, all women. And then you're like, what? Like that Chris Hardwick guy, I really thought got the blunt end of the stick there. Boy, Norm. I mean, you're killing on. me. Norm. I mean, that's bad. That's like uh, you're fucking killing that's me. That's bad. Yeah, that is bad. And again, <clears throat> I mean, I do think it's reactionary. I mean, I like. And I again like that also just is bad. Like that is just bad. It really fucks me. It's like sad. Like it's, uh, it makes it sad. Like this is a guy who's getting older and it's is, at the point where it's like, <sighs> is that fully just reactionary or is this a person who like doesn't like a lot of yeah. the population that's like not I know his friends. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, I do think it's reactionary in the sense, but yeah, he's like fully letting his reactionaryness be like women are bad or whatever. Oh God! But he also like kind of yeah. always. Tom Servo's like, right. Is that eighty percent of boomers do think like this? I when agree. we talk to certain people, no, we have I talked agree. to boomers that we know I who agree. are even a little bit like, and oh, I, they go a little too far and stuff. Yeah, it is. It is disappointing <clears throat> to read in print. Of course, and we also because think because it's like if you. I think maybe that's what I'm you learning. Know, it's, it's it's the most disappointing reading print. It's it's kind of you can try to forget it if yeah. you're not reading it right. spelled out like that. But this is how most Well there there's the thing. People Here, have like here's the a thing. Certain there's a, there are a couple feel. there are a couple good comments in here. All right, uh, let's uh, go through that. Number one is I actually do think the problem is that like eighty percent of boomers think like this. I actually do fully agree with that. It's just really disappointing to witness people who you like in some way admire and you're like, well, they're still just a stupid fucking boomer. The real problem here is that like I think boomers are conservatives and they don't realize it yet. Like they still ascribe to this kind of like liberal version of conservative which like just isn't the like fully racist (laughs) version that is on the right but this is conservatism like him saying that the me too movement has gone too far is conservative he's saying and i wish things like we're not things are moving too fast for me as an older person and the new way of the world is confusing to me and so i think that's moving too fast that is conservatism that is conservatism and also you know uh, right uh, like classically yes El, El Nares had a good point, which is Chris Hardwick was probably nice to him, and that's probably 90% of it. I agree with that, too. I do think that, like, probably sure. uh, uh, Norm is just like, well, I know these people personally, so I feel bad for them, and I don't, but we'll get yeah, into the rest. Probably, he has some bad shit it, in yeah, here. Yeah, and, like, I guess the only woman who was nice to him is Roseanne. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. like Well, anyway, okay, and swing back toward liberalism. I'm happy the Me Too movement has, uh, well, whatever. I mean, the Chris Hardwick, I spoke to somebody yesterday who like was like, I'm not even sure with the Chris Hardwick thing. Like people have like bad relationships or whatever. That's fine. If you like believe that, I don't 100 percent agree. But the Hardwick thing, it's not even so much. He blacklisted her career. Well, and it's even not even so much the article that she wrote. It was the follow up and fighting back yes. against that. Like you don't, if you're an innocent person, leak a bunch of text messages to make you look good to TMZ. Also, That's not due process. That is what happens when you buy a uh, uh, an astroturfing campaign with Hearst money uh, uh, that was made from starting the Spanish-American War. Well, 
Absolutely, Jack. I think you're 100% correct. And even the most charitable, she was an ex, it was a bad relationship. Slurp cam. Even the most charitable reading is still like a guy who would not let his ex work in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, true. I mean, like, yes, that's huge. Like that he that's, like wielded his power and did all if, that kind of even shit. Even if you're like wanting to ignore yes. an abusive power dynamic and like everything she wrote about, which was like yeah. super heartbreaking. It's like, well, she said she couldn't get meetings and she couldn't work. And like it was yeah. sort of clear that that and was also true. other people like corroborated that other people blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, well, that's all just that's all the. That's all the Hardwick. That's all the Hardwick shit. Yeah. Dude, the Hardwick three exes. My God, we have to talk about. Well, I guess we'll talk about no, it for no, a second. We, the, we shouldn't. The exes that came out in Hardwick's defense. Yeah. I think that was really fucked up that they did that. And number uh, number one, that was really fucked up. They did that. Number two, when he was dating them, he wasn't famous. Right. Uh, it, and he also wasn't. He had he become a recovering alcoholic and kind of like had this like intense sobriety control guy thing happened. Right. And so like, yeah, like. The Chris Hardwick thing, like, even if, yes, he was nice to Andrea Savage when he was a doughy, washed-up alcoholic, that's very different than when he's, like, suddenly a TV star again uh, yeah. with, like, an intense focus and whatever. I'm not anti, no, that's, you know, sobriety. That's, that's all true stuff, but even still, it's like, even if he was exactly the same, uh, even if he was, like, Whatever. Right. You're. It doesn't matter. Just because you date a guy right. and he was nice to you or worked with a guy and he was nice to you or blah, blah, blah. Or like saw a guy on the street and he smiled and looked nice. Right. Like it doesn't mean. I know it not, doesn't matter. I'm just also saying. It doesn't have anything to do with how they're going to like. Of course. Treat another person. I 100% agree with Hello? that. I just also look at the hard work one specifically and I'm like, these are different periods in someone's life like so specifically right you know what i mean it's like like how could he ever have been different i'm not anti-sobriety uh i'm not anti-sobriety no we're pro-sobriety <laughs> i mean i'm not sober or anything. I, I have a lot of sober people in my life that i think it's <laughs> the reason they're still around whoa what huge news what? okay we, we have to move on for a second okay we have to go back to norm uh, um, Wait, but do we have breaking news? Breaking news. Henry Cavill out as Superman in the continuing Whoa. DC Entertainment Universe. Uh, why? I'm going to have to look at it. I don't know why. I've simply been texted the headline that Henry Cavill, the perfect Superman, I think the best Superman, uh, is out at the DCEU. Uh, that's breaking. Anyway, so moving moving along here. Uh, uh, well, uh, what about when someone admits to wrongdoing? Well, the model used to be admit wrongdoing, show complete contrition, and then we give you a second chance. Now it's admit wrongdoing and you're finished. Uh, and the only way, so the only way to survive is deny, deny, deny. That's not healthy. Uh, that's like the Trump method, by the way. He's like talking about I know, about, they like, said what that Trump in the Bernstein said. book. Yeah. Um, there's not healthy. There's no forgiveness. And I do think that at some point it will end with a completely innocent person, a prominent sticking a gun to his head and ending it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I personally don't agree. Norm, I actually think that like these like mega wealthy people who go down for things like this probably won't ever like paint the walls with their brains because like they still have money. What a thing to say on National Suicide Hey, you know what I think, actually? I think it's maybe more likely. Yeah, seriously. I think it's maybe slightly more likely that one of the victims 
uh, would maybe and feel maybe compelled. Tons of victims maybe have many already victims. Yeah. completed suicide. By the way, yes, completed. We're trying I've to say that. completed suicide. My understanding, you're not supposed to say committed because that puts it like it's an act that was evil and done by the person. Completed, completed suicide. Completed suicide is the thing to say. and uh, died of suicide. Died of suicide because. Not supposed to make it accusatory. We're kind of try- I think this is this is not something we invented. This is somebody told us. We've this. been told you're not supposed to say committed suicide. It's put the onus on the victim. Right. There's it's a disease. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Um. Uh, anyway. Uh, so. Uh, so uh, that's uh, she's up. like, I know a couple. So I, uh, that's my guess. I know a, p- a couple people this has happened to who? Well, Louis C.K. and Roseanne Barr, are the two people I know. He's like, uh, you know, uh, sometimes at some point, a totally innocent person is going to be accused. I know a couple people and they're like, who? He's like, well, Louis and Roseanne, of course, like the two innocent people that I know. Uh, 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 so uh, uh, I got Louis and Roseanne was so broken up that I got Louis to call her, even though Roseanne was very hard on Louis before that. So Norm Macdonald is like this is arranging like, calls between Roseanne and Louie. This is so weird. This is like a weird sketch. Like this Norm like, Macdonald? This is like a bad sketch. Someone's like, write a topical sketch. And they're like, okay, um, Norm Macdonald sets up Louis C.K. and yeah. Roseanne Barr to... Uh huh. Like, <laughs> I also like. I also like that this is like. It's like a. It's attached with your same sort of Hollywood Reporter like pictures. Or God, like where he's like so looks kind of hot. And it's like they like it's like a well lit thing. They're in like a study. I know. Well, here, here this is truly like the definition of the blind leading the blind. Like yeah. these three people are like so like out of touch with. Everything <laughs> like to the point where like, I don't know. I mean, I think uh, this interview makes me feel like we are going to see like a blue collar comics, like the disgrace, like the disgraced comedians of comedy, like Louis C.K. headlines for Roseanne Barr. And, and like, I swear <laughs> who's opening like Southern Mama, uh, T.J. Miller, Southern Mama, oh my uh, God. Uh, Aziz, uh, the Aziz thing is weird. There's a lot of people are like Aziz is like not that bad or whatever, like because like everyone is mad about the, you know, the babe.net article, the babe.net right. article. I do think that uh, uh, Aziz is a fucked up guy. And I also do think that like his whole fucking thing was like, I'm like the young millennial dating guy. Here's the whole my entire, you know, uh, uh tour is about how I'm like the guy that knows about dating and then here's my like book uh, uh, about how like how to date how do we date each other so it's like I, you know what I mean like everyone got weird about like it being the babe.net story and it being like you know uh, uh, being you know uh, um, I don't know and it being this uh, uh, that like too badly sourced or something like that but I do think uh, uh, Aziz is fucked up guy and plus Allegedly, there are other stories. There are allegedly other tales about allegedly Aziz. Allegedly. Allegedly. Still, uh... There are tales that I have heard allegedly about Aziz. I think they took down one of the Aziz posters at UCB, but still kept up <laughs> the one that's next Well, that's a nice to... poster. That's like a cool, like, the art is cool on that poster, right? You don't want to take that down. You don't want to take down... Claire posted that, the, uh... The uh, uh, the picture of uh, Amy uh, Amy Poehler. Yeah, next that to one's Aziz. still up. That yeah. one's still up. 
I am not going to jail or being sued by anyone. I have just heard that allegedly, uh, uh, well, I don't even think I should say it. Wait, what? Just the Aziz thing. Oh, I thought you were reading the article. No, no, no. Uh, what did the two of them talk about? Wow. Can you even imagine that meeting of the minds? Uh, uh, no. What did the two of them talk about? Probably just like a phone call where the whole thing just sounds like yeah. it's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, just what I allegedly heard is that Aziz likes girl uh, allegedly likes women uh, uh, who are sleepy is the alleged tale that I heard. All right. Keep going. Uh, uh. Barr gave you your first job in Hollywood. You also wrote for the reboot. Is she a racist? I always knew her as a very left-wing person, blah, blah, blah. They put gay people on TV or whatever. What do you make of her incendiary tweeting? I had looked on her Twitter once in a while. Uh, uh, that is what I heard, guys. I don't know what to tell you. Like That's the alleged tale that I have uh, uh, heard. It's alleged. Uh, um, it's alleged. Alleged, everybody. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Uh, um... Uh, uh, she's left wing and everything else, but that's why she didn't like the Obama administration because they snubbed yet Netanyahu. Oh, how interesting. Wow. Uh, uh, Roseanne became a weird racist conservative because of her devotion to Israel. That's like not common. It's not like there's like a burgeoning like it's not like right wing politics are taking hold because of like uh, uh, hyper support for Israel or anything like that. That's so weird. That Roseanne Barr became like a super hardcore conservative because of how much she likes Israel. Eh, not typical. Uh, 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 okay, that's why she didn't like the Obama administration because they snubbed Netanyahu. Another one of these, like, by the way, I'm sure these things are all like at the Hollywood Reporter like no, office or something. No, this is probably like. I don't uh, think it's his house. It's way too nice. No, he doesn't live there. He probably like. He, it's honestly, it's probably like. Um, Who's he friends with? I don't know, but I, I don't it's think he's at a like friend's Letterman's house. Probably like Letterman's LA ha- oh, guest, could be. guest house that could or be. something. Or just like, like the photographer, they like go to some like. Or you know, it's or or it's like the SLS hotel in Beverly Hills. Or here's something. where it gets. Here's where he says something really, really bad and fucked up and controversial. You are my favorite weekend update anchor on Saturday Night Live. Do you think the interviewer at this point, like they've gone through all these questions and they're like. I guess I still have to say you were my favorite weekend update anchor on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, they probably say it with like all the wind that possibly could have yeah. been knocked out of them, just completely knocked out of them. We do have, by the way, I I, I don't want to forget. I just want to mention it to you, Kate, that we were sent a video uh, uh, from Rocco that I believe is from Rocco, uh, uh, Franklin, uh, Brendan and Claire. And they asked me not to watch the video until we play it on the show. Okay, so uh, uh, I just am downloading it. I'm, I, they were mentioning in the chat, so I'm oh, trying okay. to remember to do it uh, uh, and have it downloaded and everything and also to let you in on it because you were out uh, uh, last night. Uh, um, I So he says, what do you think of Colin Jost and Michael Che? What do you think the job they're currently doing behind the desk? And this is where things get really, this really is the bad. Part- I like both of those guys. I always really that liked no- Michael's stand-up. Oh, Oh, like no. Jack. There's, <coughs> oh, no. There's having bad political opinions. And then there's having then there's liking Michael Che and, and Colin Jost. And there's liking Michael Che and Colin Jost. Uh I like both those guys, but he's an exceptionally Okay, Colin comes from Harvard. There's and racism and sexism, but Yeah, Colin comes from this? Harvard and he's a completely different kettle of fish than Michael. Uh yeah. How do you like him? How do you possibly How is it possible? That Norm Macdonald likes Colin Jost. That's just not true. I actually don't believe that. I actually don't believe it. Uh, um, 
I find Colin's jokes to be very precise, and I have a lot of respect for those jokes. Okay, well, I will say this. These sentences right here do not... He's lying. Like, that phrase, I will say, the rest of this he has, like, with full vigor defended. He's, like, been like, I think, like, Louis didn't do anything, and Roseanne needs to be forgiven. With Colin, he's like, I think Colin's pretty funny. That's Uh, the thing, but this is the thing he's, like, careful about. I know, but it's so funny. This is the thing he's, I am just saying that he's, like, he's, like, I think Colin's funny. He, like, writes jokes in a uh, very specific way that is uh, very, uh, yeah, he does a good job with those uh, precise jokes of his. That's like when I don't like what someone's wearing and I'm like, that's a choice. <laughs> uh, anyway. Just kidding. I like when everyone, what everyone wears. I'm not a fashion shamer. Yeah. Uh, Michael has drawn some heat for suggesting stand-up comedy has lost the plot and it's more about confessionals, identity politics. Oh, fucking good God. Do we have to talk about Nanette again? Okay, Jack. here we go. Here it comes. Nanette is good. <sighs> they didn't. The interviewer didn't even say Nanette. The interviewer did not say but even that like about Nanette. But this is, like, becoming the litmus test for, like, are you garbage? God damn it's like, it. like, do you have a bad Nanette Well, you know face? what? Actually, this is all fucked. Like, I hate comedy now. I hate comedy. I truly I know, hate comedy but this now. Is be like, but, but, like, no one asked about Nanette, and he, like, had to bring it up. I know. That's, like, how you know. If you I have know. To, if you're no, but also, like, there are people like, like Jake Flores. Jake Flores, who I like a lot. Very funny guy. I know. He had never Wait, seen Nanette, I, and he had things to say about Nanette. He is a stand-up comic, and he's, like, allowed to say no, things about Nanette. you're allowed to not like Nanette, but, like, it's, like, there is also a thing. There's a, a, a group of people like the Southern Mama thing was like he like hated Nanette and right. formed like all this bad stuff. Look, I like, get it. I get it. I get it. I do think also. Uh, yeah, I know Jake watched Nanette. He did tweet about it before, and I'm saying you know I'm whatever. Saying, Jack, you didn't, didn't see Nanette. I listened to the clips of Nanette on Howard Stern. They played like all the relevant clips of Nanette. Just watch it though. Oh well, yeah. I, I why why should I watch it? Because if, if you hate it... I don't hate it. I have nothing fucking to say. I think all stand-up is bad. I don't want to watch any stand-up special. Wow. I don't like stand-up that much. I do not no, want to watch any Netflix special. You're allowed special. to not care about Nanette. You're allowed to... Never. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. But I'm, I'm not going to watch I'm just saying it. the kind of... I'm just saying it's like... To bring it up just to be like, I hate it, is like... I know. I'm not, not saying anything relevant. about it. They weren't talking about it. I think Nanette is probably bad just like how almost every stand-up special on Netflix That's is fair. probably bad. That's because fair. they're these lazily made stand-up specials that Netflix cranks out like in an afternoon. I mean, you Whatever. don't, you I don't, don't like want to watch Nanette. Up. What's the one? Uh, uh, ju- Manette. Just... There's one that with a man on Showtime or something. That's like another one of these kind of Nanette things. You know, one Which of these one like serious that? ones. Uh, uh, like, uh, what was it? It was like HBO. Uh, Jack, but you don't like... Uh... You don't like. Uh, I'm gonna allow. Was- I'm gonna allow Joe's comment. It was held for identity because he called me a white male cis piece of shit. <laughs> I got nothing. To, no problem with that net. I don't give a shit. I just am like at this point like. But there's like people that like really really hate that Nanette exists at all, and that uh, people like Nanette. There's people that hate that people like Nanette. No, and, like I don't care if you don't like Nanette, but there's just like let the people that like it live. I don't give a fuck. Actually, I think that we should also like uh, everyone should be uh, whatever. I do think I do think Norm like bringing up Nanette out of nowhere, having not seen it is too much. 
I will say also, however, you are veering very close to the kind of okay, radical love that we see in criticism these days. That's like fair. The, the way it is about like Last Jedi and stuff. You're like, if you don't like it, like never say anything about it. I'm like, actually, that's not like a really okay, healthy no, way to talk about culture no, either. I agree. I agree. Actually, you're right. I'm just trying to figure out like what's what am I trying to say then? That there's too much fucking Nanette discourse. What there's I, too much discourse around say, Nanette. I'm not trying to say you can't like Nanette, but what what am I trying to say? I think you're trying to say that like some people find Nanette to be very powerful to them and matter a lot to them. Uh, and there is also a sort of old guard within comedy that wants to lay claim and say that this is not comedy or whatever. And so I, I, I don't know. Like, I think that there's... I think a lot of what people are reacting to with Nanette, you're saying that you're like, oh, they want to get out there and hate it or whatever. I think the real reaction is like it's when you're doing comedy, right? And then all of a sudden this thing comes out and there's like a thousand articles in every single publication about how incredible it is because it's doing not what you do because right. of how much it's not what you want to do and how much you what you do is like old guard. I think that's a little bit like upsetting to people. I can see why that's upsetting to people. I can also see why, you know. Uh, uh, um, well, Brendan's saying the people that object to it uh, are misogynists and their critiques lay that bare. Look, I don't know. It's like it's I think that's tough. A, that's like, a sef- section uh, of it. I do think so. I do think that I agree will with you, that. Will you stop covering the chat with the article t- well, I want to widen it out a little because I'm able to widen the the window now so that like people can see it better. But I will can do I make this. The chat smaller. Though? Yeah, I'll do that. Anyway, I got nothing to. I, I'm not even going to get into Nanette. We have like so now gotten ourselves into Nanette, and I'm veering closer and closer to Norm Macdonald territory Dear because God. I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm like being like, I haven't seen it, but I have things to say. I know that's why I'm like, I have I have opinions not about Nanette, but about Nanette discourse is what you, I have opinions but you about. Have a, you have a morning show. You go to watch Nanette for that. <sighs> I suppose I'll watch it. I did hear the clips. I heard all the relevant clips. You know what I like about Nanette? The thing because I like I had heard all the discourse, and then I like heard the clips on Stern and what I didn't know about Nanette which I like uh, is that it's about quitting comedy yeah Uh, I didn't know that it was about her saying I'm not going to ever do comedy again Uh, so you know I I should give it a watch I am just simply talking about Nanette discourse not about Nanette and I'm trying to understand why people like even like Jake Flores like I understand why Jake Flores, who works as a dishwasher during his day job, would feel frustrated because he's going out every night trying to, like, do jokes that are comedy jokes. Uh, I understand why he would feel frustrated that there's all these articles about, like, this stand-up special doesn't do jokes and it's better. But then also, like, he ended up watching it and he liked it. So, you know what I mean? Here's the thing. is like, But it's like Ian Carmel got mad at, at, like, Jake Flores because, like, you know, there's this solidarity between who people who have... Netflix specials and I think that shit sucks too well yeah I'm not like defending that I'm just saying like just because something has a swath of like serious or like heavy tone doesn't mean that there weren't like jokes in the whole first hour. Right. Like it, it did have like a lot of jokes in it. I, I understand. Think, like, I'm not I'm not saying anything it's just about playing. But, with um, the but I'm, I'm I'm once again talking about the discourse of Nanette, because right. if we're talking about what Flores posted <clears throat> and even probably the way Norm feels about it, it's not so much about whether there were or were not jokes in the actual thing. It's about that. All the coverage of it is about how amazing it was that there weren't jokes. And that's the thing that everyone wrote about is like not how funny all the jokes were. But how incredible it felt when there were no longer jokes in it. I'm simply talking once again about the the reviewers and the the adulation. No, ab- that absolutely. Followed. I I liked Nanette. I'm just uh, 
like so I'm so everyone's taken it like it's become this lightning rod. Yeah. I think it's become more than it actually was. Yeah. It was like an interesting, good, like kind of like hour long special. Yeah. But it's not for everyone. And it's become the face of like, you know, it's hell. Marginalized it is, it's like, voices uh, speaking out. Yeah. And like it's like it's one person's like perspective. Yeah. Like it's not like everyone's. I agree with Claire said something earlier that I was like, I agree with that, too, where she's like, I do think it's bad that comedy has to be respected instead of just funny. And if you ever say any negativity about it, you're offending the comedian somehow. Like, I do think it was really weird when like yeah. Ian Carmel and all these like stand ups who like who have careers that are like a little bit more established than Jake Flores, like took his critiquing Nanette to be like, fuck jake or whatever yeah. what an asshole like i actually think that shit sucks like when ian carmel and ron funches are out there saying like you know uh uh jake flores can't have an opinion fuck those guys uh um yeah. seriously anyway i had seen the nanette thing from what i've read about it uh, uh is saying that comedy is now not about laughter i don't think that's true of course that's a slap in the face of traditional stand-up oh fucking good god uh, uh, uh. <laughs> john melstein had a funny joke that is funny uh, uh, oh, yeah, that's funny. I saw that yesterday. More of this stuff with Norm McDonald's embarrassing and will make Netflix rue the day they spent all of $5 on his green screen talk show. Yeah, $5. <laughs> okay, it's not stand-up comedy. It's not the same thing. What about what sets your show apart? Do you think Fallon has been on? Yeah, they're like just doing like a rapid fire. Like, hey, you want you got any other bad opinions? Like, hey, how about Fallon? Uh, he's totally okay. Uh, um, anyway. This is just bummer. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. And he says he's not going to do anything topical. Whatever. I, I, you know, whatever. Whatever. Norm, I, I really do feel thought like racism was over because we yeah. had a black president. Yeah. I do feel like this is like annoying that Norm is this way, but he's just another of the many, many boomers who will disappoint us. Uh, they, none of them will ever. And it's like this kind of shit because I think like Norm said something. He's like, I haven't watched the Nanette special, but I got something to say about it. And then like Hannah Gadsby replies with this. And it's like, I never heard of Norm Macdonald bloke because I didn't want to make a comment about him. I don't like him, though. Hashtag dick biscuit. And I'm like, Hannah Gadsby's right. Like she is correct here to say that like Norm Macdonald's an asshole and to make this joke about him or whatever. But. Does it have to be like I've never heard of this Norm McDonald bloke? And does it have to be hashtag dick biscuit? Like looking at this reply, seeing that Norm said the things he did and then seeing Hannah Gadsby's reply and being like, I am forced to think that Hannah Gadsby is correct and that this is the correct tweet. I'm like, uh -huh. I hate comedy. I hate comedy <laughs> so deeply now. We're through the looking glass and, what is uh, a dick and I and I really, really hate comedy these days maybe the, that, the real truth of the matter is is that like uh don't they Norm call sucks. biscuits something else in australia i don't know i don't even know i'm not gonna make i don't want to accidentally make any sort of racist uh comments about australians so i'm not gonna do it i hate comedy i uh uh hate comedy anyway anyway that is true. It's like no one needs to be upset by this unless you're a comedy nerd. But it is worth looking at. And I have to call. I have to talk about all this shit because it is part of the ongoing, you know, the ongoing argument we're making here. The the case that we're making that uh, boomers brains are not pro functioning properly <laughs> across the board. Uh, these boomers uh, uh, lived through the 80s and, and a brain doesn't make it through that decade properly.
uh, as it turns out. Uh, uh, Henry Cavill's future uh, as Superman is cloudy, Warner Brothers, focusing on Supergirl. Henry Cavill, Superman might be hanging up his red cape. Um, Cavill, why does Norm have a Netflix show? Uh, Rich just uh, just said that. Why does Norm have a Netflix show? Well, because David Letterman uh, decided that he should have a Netflix show and produced it for him. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I feel for Norm. He's not. This show's not going to last, and he's going to gamble it all away pretty quickly. And like. You know, Netflix does not want to be in late night anymore. That much is clear. Like, they don't want to be doing these talk shows. They canceled uh, Michelle Wolf. They canceled, uh, uh, you know, Joel McHale. I would be I would not be surprised if they canceled this show before they put up all the episodes on Netflix. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, like Michelle Wolf got canceled. And like, that's what I'm saying. They like, don't want they don't, these they shows. They don't care to, like, cancel yeah. something because it's shows. like. I heard allegedly. You want to hear something I allegedly heard? What? Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, when they w- called to cancel the Joel McHale show and the Michelle Wolf show. Yeah. Allegedly, they only called Joel McHale's uh, agents and then just told them to pass it along to Michelle Wolf's agents. God. That's allegedly. So allegedly. There's, not, there's allegedly not a lot of tact. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, I actually know... Uh, who's going to replace Henry Cavill as Superman? Who's that? Lady Gaga. Oh boy, is it really is it really time for that? I think Lady Gaga is going to play Superman. Okay. Well, uh, uh why do you think that? Well, why he, why would He you? recently met Lady Gaga and maybe he stepped down to give it to her. Oh, do you think he was maybe like talking with her about the role? Like when uh, uh like when Alden Ironreich met with uh, uh Harrison Ford famously over dinner to learn how to play uh uh to learn how to play Han Solo? Yeah. Perhaps. Wait, what did you just say? I wasn't listening. Alden Ironreich met with Harrison Ford to learn how to say Oh, I have to say Yas Gaga, Yas Mama Gaga. Yas Mama Gaga. I swear I I can't find the article. God what? Damn oh, it. that they met each other? Yeah. I'm sorry. Henry Cavill, Lady Gaga news. Okay. Henry, Yas Mama Gaga, Yas Gaga Mama, Gaga Mama. <laughs> oh, God. I mean... Remember but. when Henry Cavill thought that the Me Too movement meant he couldn't flirt with women anymore? Yeah, that was too bad, that was actually. That bad. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Anyway, so no... Uh, uh, do you want to do A Star is Mourn? I, I do, but I can't fucking find this article where he, Lady Gaga met Henry Cavill. Oh, wow. I swear they met. I swear. Do you... Uh, um, Recently met in Toronto. Wow. Oh well. Should we should we should we move on and then come back to a star is mourn? Yeah, move on. We'll come back to a star is mourn. I we heard a double edition because we skipped yesterday. I don't know yeah. how we skipped a star is mourn. Yeah, but we did. <laughs> I was thinking about bringing up this blind item, but I, 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 it's just too dangerous. It's just, just too dangerous uh, uh, to bring this one up. What? Uh, 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 I hold on. Fuck. Let me just try to find it because I, I will bring it up, but I'm not going to say anything about it. OK. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm trying to find it. 
who No, I don't I really don't want to uh maybe it's uh maybe it's okay, hang on a second here. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, I'll just put this one up, and I got nothing to say about it. And then maybe we just take a quick uh, uh, a break here, okay? What do you think, Kate? Yeah. Because uh, we do have Eric Keppel. I believe it's pronounced Keppel uh, uh, coming up in the uh, uh, in the second hour here. That's going to be great. And uh, uh, and we do have a, a couple more things to get into. We still have to get into my mom content, like all the mom corrections and things like that. Yes, mama. But uh, let's have a look at this one from the... Crazy Days and Nights website, actually. I'll just remove this one really quick and bring this up. Because uh, this one's kind of crazy. Um, think of the oddest fucking couple you can. Yeah, probably not the way to go about it. I don't really care when people get together all that much if they're both single. This one, though, is crazy in the ways it could explode. How about the A-list comedian who just lost her high-profile streaming gig with the disgraced A-list comedian who tried to mount a comeback last week? How did this happen? Oh, I can't wait for this to go public. Kind of a crazy one. That's a little interesting, a uh, uh, little bit of a blind item, huh? You like blind, blind items, right, Kate? Love the blinds. Okay, let's take a short break. We're going to take three minutes here, uh, uh, and we're going to be back. We have a lot more stuff to get into. I have mom content with corrections, her tale about my 9-11 story, uh, uh, Correction from yesterday's show, Amy Schumer endorsing uh, uh, Cuomo. Uh, we have a lot of shit coming up, and we will be right back uh, after a three-minute break. Uh, see you shortly.
Hi there, everybody. Good morning. It's Kate AM. We're back. We're back. We do have more show. We won't be talking it's about that blind item Kate any longer. Uh, uh, I got nothing left to say about it. I have not a single thing to say about it. Uh, uh, draw your own conclusions. Uh, uh, let's move on. Uh, uh, I have to offer a quick correction from yesterday's show. Uh, uh, I made the very incorrect statement that... Uh, you know, it would be until next year that uh, people that were born after 9-11 would be uh, serving in our military uh, and being sent overseas. That's just not true. It was incorrect. So let me bring this up here. Uh, um, 17 years after 9-11, uh, Afghanistan remains the win but can't afford to lose. Uh, um, over the next few months, as happens each year, thousands of 17-year-olds with parental consent will sign papers to join the armed services and head off for boot camp when they turn 18. So uh, uh, there are people that will currently be wow. uh, uh, enrolled in military service uh, who are who were born after 9-11. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. The Afghanistan war started a month after the 9-11 attacks which killed nearly 3,000 Americans. Uh, 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 the United States launched an assault on the Taliban regime that offered haven to Osama bin Laden and his al-Qaeda plotters. Anyway, so there will now be kids being sent to Afghanistan um, who were born after the war began in Afghanistan. All right. Isn't it interesting how we just have these like forever wars going that we just like forget about? I can't believe it's, it's still like they're going. still going over well, there in Afghanistan. Are, uh, are, are we like are we over? I mean, it's like we are still in Afghanistan. We are still in Afghanistan, even though the Saudis did 9-11. Uh, speaking of 9-11. Yeah, that's relevant to my stars mourn up. Oh, OK. Hold on. Let's get the uh, stars mourn uh, logo up. Don't move over a little that way. Your head's blocked. I'm on the deep end. I want to dive in. And I'll never see. Yes, Mama Gaga. Yes, Gaga, Mama. Jack, ready? We're far from the shallow now. Hey, do you want the. Should we sing that the the parody song that we came up with? <laughs> yes. For, uh, uh, Where's my phone? <laughs> okay. I came up with a pretty funny parody song. We came up with it together. Yeah, but I came up with the. But the, it was his the, idea. The, like you know, take of it. Should I just it. play it into the mic? Or the one I that you came it? up with last night. Yeah, or should you I can play it? it into the mic. Kate recorded it so that she wouldn't forget the hilarious parody song we came up with at like eleven thirty last night. Yeah. Yeah, you can't hear for shit. Just send it to me. Email it to me, and we'll play it at the end of the segment. I want to date Gwen when she is fat, and I do not want her thin. I'm far from the shallow hell. How about that? I'm far from the shallow hell. I'm far from the shallow hell. I'm far from the shallow hell. I want to date Gwen <laughs> when she is fat, and I do not want her thin. I'm, I'm far, far from, from the shallow, shallow hell. 
That's the first item on the <laughs> Star is More update. Welcome yeah, came to Came up with a parody Welcome to a Star is More and your one-stop shop for all morning news having to do with the soon to be Oscar winning movie Star is Born directed by Bradley Cooper starring Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Wow. Dave Chappelle is in it. Halsey's in it. Yeah. It's going to be a great movie. Okay. Anything else? <laughs> Let's uh, go to our first update here. As okay. you know, Star is Born went to Toronto this past weekend. Wow. Swept. Did it do well? The competition. Oh, wow. I'm assuming it won every award. Um, She's moved to tears. She gets a standing ovation. Yeah, so there's a, I think if you scroll down, if you scroll down, she broke down in tears. Scroll down. Okay, go back up. The video's at the top. There we go, right there. I mean, you just destroyed every single thing <laughs> you were in. So I, I, you know, get it. She's crying. Slip him. She's moved to tears, everyone. What you are watching now is El Gaga being moved to tears. She's crying. Her face is in her hand. She can't handle it. You let it out, girl. You cry. You've earned this. Now she's blowing a kiss. She's hugging Bradley. Do you think she says Gaga when she cries? You know what it sounds like when I cry? What? Ra 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 oh, oh. <laughs> um, Yes, Mama Gaga, yes. Um anyway, I just thought that was a beautiful moment. It really was really, um, really beautiful. Now let's go to the second link. <laughs> okay. This is from uh let's go to the top, let's go to the top top okay. of it first. I want it to be like a reveal. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. All right. So yesterday Lady Gaga, who's a New Yorker, yeah. tweeted about nine eleven not, you know. Not out of the ordinary. I think she does probably every year do this. Yeah. Um, she tweeted, September 11th, 2001. I will never forget that day as long as I live. It reminds me that in moments like these, as I reflect the importance of kindness and love in this world. Um, then scroll down. Well, then we have to, I have to click the other one because it won't be there right now. But let me pull it up. It might be. Yeah, oh, it this is. One? It is. Okay. Um, no, you skipped the other one. What the, the fuck? Okay. Okay. <coughs> Okay, then uh, today we should join hands in memory of those lives that were lost and the trauma that affected their families and our world as we know it. Never forget. Okay, okay, then now you have to go back. Sorry. Okay, and then this, I saw this tweet by a, a little monster. Oh, my God. That is a little monster. <laughs> a little monster. Wow. That's pretty fucked up. <laughs> I like that, but Release, it's like, not the time. Read it, Jack. <laughs> Release shallow to mourn that deaths. They met the ground. Jesus Christ. Wow. We don't stand. We don't stand, we don't stand that. that guy. No. No, 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 no. But then I went. I went no, 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 really no, 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 no. But all the bad. other ones are still like release L6 and shit like LG6. It's it's not great. It's not great. Today you should drop LG6. She needs to drop LG6 no! like these buildings dropped. No! You know, Lady Gaga fans are not very respectful to the memory of 9-11, well, that's what because, I'm noticing. Because everyone's a Lady Gaga fan, so right. if you got the whole population in your tent. hand, there's going to be a lot tent. of bad ones. 
But I remembered as I was going through. You know, I remember when 9-11 happened and all the Lady Gaga fans were dancing in the street. Do you remember that? When they were all out in the street dancing in celebration? Okay, Lady Gaga was only like in like uh, high school when 9-11 happened. So yeah, don't be I'm rude. just joking. Um, okay, so as I was... Uh, I'm not done, Jack. I know, I know. As I was um, reading that... Uh, Doc reading the doc in during the break, I remembered why I thought that Henry Cavill had met Lady Gaga. Uh-huh. And it was because the guy who tweeted released the shallow <laughs> Well, what did he say? Release the shallow, they have met the ground. Yeah, uh, um, they they met the ground. To mourn the deaths. Mourn that death. Mourn that death. Um that same guy tweeted this. I went on a dive on his Instagram. Lady Gaga was wonderful in Post a start. Is this true that he even said this? Or is this just like <laughs> something that Ed- Eduardo Bogantas made, I made up? I don't think this is true. I think that this... <laughs> <laughs> just made it up? I think he made it up because I tried to Google it and it's not true. <laughs> like so this is fake news. This is fake. He tweeted this. Uh, I think he made it up himself. Oh, God. Cade. Lady Gaga poured champagne into a disabled section at the Giants game last night in 2011. Whoa, that's not okay. She poured it into the disabled. Oh, Mama Gaga, no. No, Mama. No, No, Mama. mama. No, 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 Mama. No. Wait, what is it? Are we sure she did it? Lady Gaga poured champagne into a disabled section at the Giants game last night. No, Mama. For those those keeping score, she's also flipped the birds at a Mets game. No, Mama. No, Mama. No. Uh, And chugged whiskey and fondled herself. No, Mother. No. No, 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 Mama. Mama. No. Yes, No. No word on whether she plans to continue her unique quest for the New York sports cycle by spitting on children at Madison okay. Square Garden. What is this, a Colin Joe's joke? I wish I had cards. Very, very precise. By, uh, no words yet on whether she plans to continue her unique quest for the New York sports cycle by spitting on children at the Met Center. <laughs> is that what he at does? At the Madison Square Garden. Uh, no word yet if she'll be continuing her plans at the Madison Square Garden. Okay. Want to take that back? <laughs> um, that was an expensive pad of paper, by the okay. way. I bought it at a stationery store. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. Anything I don't else? know. I, I, I can't tell if she's really doing it. This article doesn't have a lot of information. This looks like a it looks like that is the, you know, why is she doing it? Why is she doing she it? She probably didn't know it was a disabled section. Why? She probably just thought it was a section. Why? And everything at a baseball stadium is covered in piss and alcohol. That's not true. That's being very, you're being it's, very, it's, very. Everything is sticky. You're when classist. You're, when, you're classist. No, I'm not. Rich people go to sports games and it's still like sticky everywhere and disgusting. Trust me, I know. I've been to some sports games Hmm. of baseball type. Of baseball type. And they are not clean. 
Okay. Lady okay. Gaga probably goes to every baseball game. I'm not saying Lady Gaga is innocent. I'm just saying she maybe maybe that's why all stadiums are sticky is because Lady Gaga's pouring some moe. Yeah. On the seat. Maybe she's just pouring all over the place. Okay. Is there anything else for uh, a star is born? Um No. A lot of talk in the chat about whether or not baseball stadiums are gross. They're gross. We live right near Dodger Stadium. We do. We, we do. And so to speak. Don't dox us, though. Well, you know. But we you know, do. We, people know we're in Echo Park. Yeah. We're very close. Yeah. We're okay. very close. Let's. Uh, my, my, uh, my mom and grandma are both huge Dodgers fans. And uh, so I've gone to my fair share of games it's a, it's not like all baseball stadiums are gross god uh, uh you know we are gonna have to we are gonna start very soon i think we're gonna call it a star is trek we're gonna start call yeah. it a star is trek but it's not gonna start today not just yet but we are now we're gonna start pairing our journey through star trek with the star is born updates and uh well i mean if we keep tacking stuff onto a star is born we just simply won't have enough time to do anything else on this show uh uh until the end of history. I would like to amend my statement. Yeah. I think I've only been in two baseball stadiums my entire life. Right. And that was mostly just Dodger Stadium. And then I had my graduation at Yankee Stadium. So, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, for, for NYU? Yeah. They have the fucking graduation at Yankee Stadium? Mm-hmm. Like, are you, like, in the stands? Or are you, like, in the middle of the gigantic field? Or what? We're just all in the seats, and then that's like it. Truly bizarre. They like usher you to the seats, and then that, you, you like, had it at the fuck. So wait, you, you graduated from seat. NYU, like at you're like sitting in like 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 baseball stadium chairs, yeah, in your like rope and your like gown and shit. Mm-hmm. Alec Baldwin was the speaker. Wait, what year did you graduate? Maybe Claire, Claire is a little ahead of you. Or behind? I don't know. Who's older? I don't know who's older. We'll find out. I I can't. I actually can't remember. But I actually Kate went to Tish. My speaker was Sonia Sotomayor. Was it Tish? You went to Sonia Sotomayor was your fucking speaker. Oh, I graduated in 2012. Yeah, she was. Um, Man, how much money do you still owe for Tish? I know they should have gotten a better speaker. She was so boring. Um, Shampooler, please send it over. I uh, also had my Tish graduation was a different graduation. That one was like we actually like got to walk. Good God. That one. And that was um, at Radio City Music Hall where I saw my first Lady Gaga concert. How nice. All coming back. A star is mourn. How nice. Oh. Hey, is is it true, Kate, that NYU is actually a lot more of a... uh, uh, like a real estate company than it is a school. I, yes, because I worked for the buildings department and I saw like that stuff going on in real life. Allegedly. Well, Alleg- but you but you saw that like allegedly I worked. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly I worked for the architects of NYU as a work study assistant and allegedly saw the money they're spending on these buildings and the money they're spending to renovate these buildings and buy new buildings and buildings, buildings, buildings. And allegedly, it's very, very much buildings, a lot of buildings. Allegedly, I've been in a lot of those buildings. Yeah. Allegedly, allegedly, um, 
NYU is using uh, uh, student money, like that students are taking out loans. Uh, allegedly, students take out like massive onerous loans at like a hundred thousand uh, dollars, and NYU uses that money to buy uh, expensive real estate that they can hold on to forever as investment property. Allegedly, do you know all those like thirty million dollar townhouses that lie in Washington Square Park? Yeah, NYU owns all of them. Too weird. Too weird. Well, that's just part of yeah Every the single one. the overall like uh, we got people in and chat. And I've been saying, inside them. They're like gorgeous. They're beautiful. Yeah. Like hey, folks, giant townhouses. Colleges are a fucking scam. There's, there are things. There's you like need- there's like three classes in them. Like there's some departments that are located in the townhouses, but for the most part, I. They're just like these million-dollar townhouses that NYU just owns. Folks, colleges are a uh, horrendous uh, uh, capitalist scam. They've gone up like 400 times the rate of inflation uh, with price. And what happened here was that like, you know, a a long time ago, it used to be that college was reasonably priced for people in the middle class, uh, but people that didn't have any money, like they had to get loans. And so they started offering student loans. And then they figured out, hey, we can make everybody get loans and we can just balloon the cost of this thing. And all we have to do is like set up a system where they tell everyone you are required to do this. And then they like don't have to pay taxes. (laughs) And then, yeah, they don't have to pay taxes. I actually don't know about that. But it's like, a, don't colleges have it's different for colleges. It's like churches, isn't it? Yeah, I'm guessing. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't I know. Really but know. I also I, I know that like I know that uh, uh, college loan debt is not forgivable, can never be forgiven because of like the deal that the government made. They're like we uh, uh, you just cannot like bankruptcy cannot forgive your college loan money. Uh, and so that's a scam. You know what I mean? Like that is a scam. If they're like tricking 18 year olds into uh, uh, like taking on a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt uh, uh, at an 18 year old uh, uh, when they're 18 years old, 17, 17 years old. That's a fucking scam. That's a scam. Well, I still really liked my time at NYU, actually. I think it's great. I had a good I, experience. But um, it's just been twisted. College is not bad at like a core a level. Just I, in I will today. be paying. I will be paying for my 17 year old child uh, yeah. decision. Yeah. And, you know, my mom, unless we forgive mom, them. But my mom, you know, she did. I got a scholarship and my mom helped me with some of college. Yeah. She gets offended when I talk about my student loans. Uh because still, look, it is true. Also, I, it's like your mom did work really hard and give yeah. you gave you are in. A, it's so funny because Kate, you are in like such uh, a privileged position. You went to NYU, and and what it is is it turns out it's like it's not really that helpful that you went to NYU, and you and you now have these like massive massive well, payments you have to make some, every month. I got a uh, one of one of my friends from NYU helped me get my one of my first uh, jobs in TV. Um, so you could say that helped. Uh, I liked my education I got there at dramatic writing. It was I thought it was useful. Um, but yes, it was a lot of money to spend on an arts degree. And even with like me being privileged, having my mom helping me pay and also getting a sizable scholarship, yeah. I still have not made a dent in my seventy thousand dollars. Never debt. going to. Never, never going to. It's like it's not designed like for you I to make a dent. Bar- in it. I have only been paying the interest. I have not. There's, it's away not designed. At it it's not designed for all. you to to be doing better. It's not designed uh, uh, for that. It's just, it's like a pre-tax actually. Yep. Uh, hey, you were in dramatic okay. writing. 
Okay, so I uh, liked uh, dramatic writing. Dramatic writing was. Awesome. I want to get uh, Eric Keppel on the phone. All right, we, you know, I, I thought we didn't wait, have wait. a lot of stuff to Speaking talk about. Speaking of NYU, today. let me just wrap up this segment. Speaking of NYU, you know who did drop out of NYU? What? A little woman named Stephanie Germanata. Okay, let's get on. Let's get Eric on the line. I dropped out of school. I dropped out of school too. I am. I dropped out of school. I am famous now. I dropped out of school too. I think college is good. It's like good to meet people and stuff like that, but. I do think it's a scam the way it's set up right now. And it's not that nice. Like everyone I know who's like a person who like uh, uh, like everyone I know uh, um, who like is like a college goer who like did the things like the way they were told to do and everything. I'm like, everyone's just like massively in debt and still doesn't have any fucking like enough work to offset it. You know what I mean? Like they they just fuck you over. They just fuck they you over. They made college too expensive for our generation they just did. And it's, also all the parents were gonna, like, you have to go. We're going to see like ramifications of this for like the rest of our lives. This is a generation that's never going to buy houses. Yeah. Because all the people like they're supposed to buy houses will never have money. Hello. Hey, what's going on, Eric? Hey. It's uh, Jack and Kate. You're on hey. uh, Jack AM here. How Welcome are you? To Jack Kate and Kate. AM. Hello. Uh, thank you so much. Huge fan of Kate AM. Uh, I agree that <laughs> colleges are a scam. And uh, wow, I also think that uh, comedy training centers are a bit of a scam these days. Okay, so oh. let's. So, so what are we? Uh, uh, first of all, I want to. I want to be sure that I pronounce your last. Is it Keppel? I'm trying to. I'm trying to pronounce your last name correctly, or is it Kopel? It's Keppel. You, you got it right. Keppel. I figured because your 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 Twitter is like Keppelepsy or something. Yeah. So that's how I figured that it was Keppel. Uh, um. But let's talk here for a second. Uh. uh uh, uh, so, so, uh, what, what did you ask to, you, you, you sent me a DM. I know you're a fan of the show, but, uh, you asked today to come, to, uh, uh, to come on to talk about something specific. And so what is that? Yeah. So I have been on a mod team, uh, this past season and I just quit. Um, I'm actually yeah. leaving LA. Uh, I don't need to get into why I'm dealing with some personal stuff and I'm just leaving sure. town for a while. Uh, okay. and, uh, I feel like I'm in a position where I can kind of talk about, some of the things that people on house teams might be afraid to publicly uh, complain about or gripe about. So I, I have some things uh, just from my little experience on a mod team that uh, I found kind of frustrating and weird and uh yeah, I just wanted to well, look, come I think on. Well, look, I think that stuff is great. I'm happy to. Uh, uh, I'm happy to talk about this stuff, and I. Uh, uh, and just, just to before you get into it, just so that this is not just your, you know, uh, uh, this is not just us trying to be shitty or something like that. Like I, I do think that uh, uh, us talking about this stuff and us talking about this stuff openly uh, uh, can ultimately make these programs and places better. That's that's where that's where my head is at. So, and I don't see any advantage to uh, uh, a. Cult of silence being around anything so let's just i'll start with that for me personally i just want to say hi eric i've seen you around ucb and <laughs> i think your mod team was uh, that you were on was very funny and oh thank you so much kate uh tiny sunglasses was my favorite sketch i've seen this year and uh i was a huge fan of nephew also oh wow. thanks a lot so so what do you got to say about the the mod program over there uh i feel like i just quit a job <laughs> i feel <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's so a why, what makes you feel that way? Uh, 
it's a lot of work. It's, I mean, it, it, it's very fun. Uh, and if you're mm-hmm. someone who wants to write comedy, it's a good uh, outlet. Um, I th- can we can we back up for just one second here? Because I think that there are probably people in the audience. I even saw somebody just asking, is it mod? Is it M- is it M-A-U-D-E or is it M-O-D? So let's just really briefly explain yeah, what mod what night is. is in the first place. Okay, so Mod Night is uh, UCB, the Upright Citizens Brigade, uh, Brigade Center's uh, uh, house teams, house sketch teams. Yes. So each mod team is comprised of six writers, six actors, and a director. Um, mm-hmm. And each team puts up a, a brand new half-hour show uh, once a month. Once a month, yes. yeah. Uh, uh, and so what, what, is the, uh, uh, what is the process like to get that show done every month? So the process to get that show done is uh, it's like eight or nine uh, meetings wor- worth Jeez. of stuff. Uh, you get together, you do a pitch meeting, you do two or three writers meetings, you do a read through, you do two or three rehearsals, a tech rehearsal, yeah. and then you put up the show. Right. Okay. And so this is all, this is like, oh, so basically over the course of, of a month, we have to put in. What you're describing is almost like a a you know uh, you're on for nearly a third of the days of any given month you're going to be spending at least a couple hours on uh, a mod night. Is that correct? Yeah, and uh, I feel especially if you're a writer, it's 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 a big uh, big time commitment. Yeah, it is huge time commitment. It it is a big time commitment, and and twice as much as the actors. Yeah, twice as much as the actors, Eric. uh, Um. I really hate to do this, but would you mind staying on hold for a couple minutes because the dog is whining really badly. Kate sometimes will take her for a walk, but she really wants to hear what you have to say about Maud. So can we make this a tease and come back in a couple minutes after we walk the dog yeah. and finish this? Yeah, tease it up. Sounds good. Okay. okay. Just stay on the Folks, line. This we'll is a tease. Right you can stay on the line or not. I'll call you back either way uh, okay. if, you, if you hang up. But, uh, uh, folks, this is now a tease. We will be right back. Uh, we need like five minutes or something to get the dog walked. Uh, uh, but we're going to be talking about what mod li- what mod night is like at UCB. These are the monthly sketch comedy shows put together by the house teams. Uh, uh, so we will be back in just a few minutes. Eric, uh, uh, I'll let you off the line for now, but I'll, I'll call you right back as soon as we get back from the walk. Okay. Sounds good. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Uh, uh, guys, stick around. This is going to be a, a, a good interview, uh, but the dog's crying, and we, we need to do it. So we'll be right back.
We're back, folks. We're back. We're back, folks. Uh, uh, and we have Eric Keppel on the line. Uh, we have Eric Keppel. <clears throat> on the line. Sorry that took a little while. Uh, uh, Kenny got scared of a garbage truck and uh, didn't want to shit. So she was scared and uh, didn't feel like it. But then she ended up doing it. So let's just really quickly. I want to just like lay it out completely. I'm just going to very quickly lay out what mod is for anyone who in the audience doesn't know it. And I will say that, you know, Speaking with complete disclosure, I still coach one of these mod teams because I do like working with younger comedians and it's fun to get a show put up uh, once a month. Uh, um, but yeah, so basically what mod is, is these are sketch groups put together by the theater uh, from people who submit writing packets and who do auditions. Uh, uh, so uh, um, and, you know, ostensibly hundreds of people will apply for the 12 positions on uh, uh, the seven or so mod teams. Uh, uh, and they're assembled by the theater, and uh, uh, they are assigned a coach, uh, which is what they call a director at UCB. And so a coach is typically a uh, uh, you know more sort of veteran writer or performer that is overseeing uh, the team. They direct the sketches and note the, uh, uh, note the sketches and direct the show. Uh, um, and just to answer uh, uh, people uh, uh, in the chat are asking, but uh, yeah, so Harold Knight is fully uh, uh, improvised comedy. Uh, uh, and they do uh, a Herald. Also, it's based on a form called The Herald, which was developed by Del Close, who I think is a fucked up drug addict guy or whatever. Uh, uh, but it was the name of a form. Mod, and this is one of my very, this is a not very important issue I have with Mod, but one I have still. Mod is not, the name Mod is not based on anything other than the fact that there was a movie called Harold and Mod, and they thought that would be a fun pairing. So even from the beginning, the Mod teams in general are kind of like under or subservient to the improv uh, uh, teams. But Eric, so I wanted to let everyone know exactly what the mod teams were but uh, uh, let's get back into what your experience was uh, uh, on the team uh yeah so real quick i heard uh, a funny story about when they were trying to name come up with a name for mod teams someone pitched kumar night <laughs> oh man <laughs> hey you know what i think they should probably call mod night huh. sketch night how about Sketch Night at the uh, yeah. UCB Theater, and and these are the Sketch teams. I know. Like I do it's think it's so that, like, confusing to like tell people who don't know about UCB like how to come to my sketch show. It's, it's like, jargon. It is jargon. Uh, it's called Mod Night. It's a sketch show. It's like why is it called Mod Night? Uh, because the, the improv form that they do is called the Herald, and it just doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, and then it's you like get nice. into oh, so you work for the theater? How much do you get paid to do that? Right. Right. So yeah, look, the let me I'll just say directly that my my uh um my straight up belief and I will just like say it outright like it is good in some way that the theater is like agreeing that they want to pay coaches in some day because you know uh, uh let's just like I'll I'll say it right now for people who don't know uh uh no one is getting paid to be on any of these teams. Uh, uh, you're doing these shows monthly uh, uh, and there is an audience coming out to them and not only are you not getting paid you actually pay out to the person who is coaching the team for example me I'm one of the I am one of the people who's getting paid to do mod night uh, because the kids on the team uh, uh, have to scrounge together money to pay me yes I pay uh, right now I pay for or I paid forty dollars a month which I from what yeah. I've heard is pretty standard yeah. yeah, I pay about the same. Yeah. Um, another um, cost that, sorry, uh, Kate, another cost that you uh, uh, aren't 
factoring in there is you have to produce the you produce your own sketches, so you have to buy your own props. Right. Um, yeah, the the writer is, is the yeah. producer of their own sketch. And so, look, I I think that there's some of this stuff. Like, okay, uh, uh, well, first of all, I'll just say that what my belief is is that I think that UCB, while they are now sort of moving in the direction that they may be willing to pay coaches, my belief is that UCB should be paying everybody that is on one of their house teams. Uh, uh, I think that whenever this issue comes up, they always or point weekend, to like... weekend teams. And weekend teams. I actually think any of the teams that are put together and arranged by the theater, like how employment is done... You know what I mean? Like how employment is typically done. Uh, uh, if they're allowed to like hire and fire you and everything, then I think that, yeah, they should probably be paying out. But I think especially the house teams, because when you get into the actual like finances of UCB, the money that's coming in is because of the classes. And so I make the argument that without the house teams, if it weren't for the house teams like the Herald Knight and Mod Knight performing sketch and doing improv in the way that the classes are teaching, the classes could not exist. That's my theory. So what I think should happen at UCB is everyone on the house team should be getting paid some amount of money because that is employment to me. That's what I think. Uh, 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 anyway, so, uh, uh, Eric, uh, uh, sorry, I keep, I keep going on my fucking little <laughs> no rants here. Uh, uh, I want to hear from you. Yeah, uh, no, I, I completely agree with that. That, that made me think of something, uh, you get these, you get these emails. There's like me, like theater meetings and emails that get sent out right. to, uh, house teams. And something that came up in the last mod email that, uh, really infuriated me is we kind of got sure. golded for, not promoting our mod shows enough, um, which to me is a little uh, insane. I, I, I mean, I think if people are proud of what they're putting out there, they're gonna um, they're going to promote. They're gonna want right. people to see it. Um, yeah. I think it's a little bit different than it's a different scenario than like if an indie sketch team asks UCB for a time slot. And they right. have to like prove that they can draw an audience, so they're out there posting right. up flyers and stuff like that. But for mod, when we're promoting the shows, I mean, in a roundabout way, we're just promoting the theater. We're we're a part of a, a yeah. group that was assembled by the theater to uh, right. showcase their style and their, their training style. center. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Sorry, it appears that Kate has something to say, but her mic is cut out. Uh, oh, no. There's probably no way to fix her mic for the remainder of this segment. Uh, anyway, so uh, uh, if Kate has anything to say, you just won't be able to hear it. Uh, uh, because just for the remainder of this second, so segment, so weirdly, her mic is not going to work. Uh, 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 anyway, so yeah, look, I, I mostly agree. And I also think that that reveals, that also reveals uh, a little bit of like the lie in the construction of the theater as they put it forward toward us. Because one of the things that they say when they talk about why performers should not be getting paid is they say, we have given you this space and this space has such prestige to it and it has a built in audience and stuff like that so if people on the mod teams are getting in trouble for they're not being turnout at mod night then yeah again like what is the service that is being what you know what is what is the theater providing at that point because the argument they have made is that uh uh is that you know uh, uh you are being you are being put up at a place that has a built-in crowd correct yeah yeah uh, uh and so look i uh uh 
God, it's so complicated. It's such a difficult thing. So, so you said you meet, you were meeting nine times a month with the mod team uh, before you would do a show. Yeah, I mean, including the show, two, two, uh, two, two to three hour meetings a week. Uh, yeah, you know, writers have to go to everything. Writers are at all of their rehearsals. Uh, uh, a lot of times, just kind of sitting there. I mean, you pitch jokes once in a while, but there's there have been uh, you know like rehearsals where I'm sitting there and I'm like, right? Did I need to be here for the last? You know, right. 90 minutes or whatever. I'm not doing anything, yeah. Um, yeah, look, I also yeah. feel like uh, uh, there's a weird thing that happens at UCB that I think has filtered all the way up where there is this attitude, and it's not incorrect, but there's this attitude of, like, a lot of people want to be on these teams, and so you don't want to be the person who's, like, putting in the least amount of effort or whatever. And ultimately, I don't think that, you know, at a certain point, effort is not useful you know what i mean like if everyone is it's like at uh it's like when you're working at a job and there's like the people who stay till like 8 p.m every night to show that they're staying the longest that happens a lot at ucb with people mm -hmm. showing that they are able to do the most unnecessary yeah. I, work yeah. my mic's working again oh there we go um, i have to say I, I think you can over-rehearse a sketch. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, and, and this is something that Will Hines talked to us about on Nephew, which was, like, one of my fa most favorite sketch experiences I've ever had was writing for Nephew, which I only got to do for, like, a year and, and a half or so. But um, he would be like, L let's, let's not rehearse this anymore. Like, we don't want to be too rehearsed. Right. Like... There's something where if you trust your actors and like you've got a good sketch, like there's something you want a little magic on stage. Like you want them to yeah. have fun with it. If you overdo it, the jokes can get like just said too many. Well, times. And, I, and I also think that that comes from the place of that everyone is so wanting to do this in the proper house style. I think everyone is like under such pressure. Like that's the thing that like really gets me about mod and about the house teams at UCB. And it's what you said, Eric, is you get these little like chastising emails. You get these emails that constantly you get these emails that have a tone of like, be, you know, uh, uh, of like reproach. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. these uh, uh, things. And I'm like, at a certain point, like, I am coaching one of the mod teams at UCB right now, and I think that we meet maybe like four or five times a month. Uh, uh, I'm not trying to meet like two times a week with this fucking mod team. I'm not trying to do like three-hour meetings with this mod team. And yeah, I do think like there's an attitude as, that has taken root at UCB that we should all be so lucky to be here. And I think that that has like led to like, you know, uh, uh, people like working themselves to death. And I don't think it makes the shows better. And I, I do, do think it like fosters a weird mentality. In I, people. I do think that there's some teams that enjoy meeting a ton yeah. and like the the majority of people on those teams want to be doing that. But that's but that's but also I, like but this I don't weird think thing. that I don't think that applies with every sketch team. I think that it should sort of be like what what is your sketch team's chemistry yeah. like? What do you guys want to do? Some teams have the actors at every meeting and yeah. the writers at every meeting. I'm like I you know that's not everyone. I couldn't handle that. But I think whatever. it's a preference thing, and I don't know like they're not. I don't know if there is a set standard for how often your yeah. team has to meet. 
But um, I do think that over meeting is like a real thing. Yeah. And like, if it's not what your team wants to do, like. And I and I also think that these things have it can uh, be bad. Uh, they have. There's been a uh, uh, inflation. There's been inflation every year. Uh, uh, it started off with people that were just dedicated. Then one team is doing three. Then they're like, we got to be as dedicated. Then every fucking team at the theater all of a sudden is doing like thirty day uh, <clears throat> meeting every day of the month for three hours. But I don't think anyone said you had to do that. I'm trying to figure I know, but I'm saying that it's a yeah. matter of inflation right. and social expectation. social expectation. And actually, maybe the theater should step in. If there's a responsibility, the theater should step in and say, don't rehearse so much. Don't like be so dedicated to this because this is just something that where we're learning and you're not an employee. But they allow people to get this to like, you know, treat it like this. I'm sorry, Eric. We are talking over you. What uh, uh, what were you going to get in there? No worries. Uh, I, I, I was going to say, going back to just like how much people care about getting on these teams, um, mm -hmm. you can feel the tension around the community when these, uh, like the Herald auditions are going on right now. And you can feel the tension. Yeah. And people like, people cry and get really upset about this stuff. I got yeah. really upset when I didn't get on mod the first, uh, the first time I submitted. And yeah. I wish I could go back in time and explain to myself like what what mod is and like what what kind of a commitment it is and what you get out of it because I right. it, this year was my first year on a team and it was really interesting to see uh, just like the excitement and ambition of the first month especially on my team with so many new uh, new mod people. Right. Um, it was interesting, even only over the course of the last six months to see, and I'm not speaking about just my team, just like mod in general. Um, interesting to see how it just kind of like settles into being like, oh, okay, we all have this like structured, uh, like requirement yeah. to make comedy once a month. And it, yeah, it does get to be it's a weird. little less fun and a little more like work. Uh, it's kind yeah. of perfunctory. It does feel a little perfunctory. And I, and I do feel like a lot of that does come from theater itself. They so like deeply want things to be in a very specific house style. And I, and I do think that that's because of the classes and everything like that. But yeah, at a certain point, I do think that the entire, you know, conception of it and construction of it kind of breaks down when you look at it under scrutiny. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, first of all, the idea that this is training for something, right? The idea that, as Besser said to me at one point, uh, uh, he feels that the uh, uh, the house teams are like grad school or something like that, which I just completely disagree with that entire yeah. notion. I think that's a very ridiculous thing to say. I think like he was like, I think it's, I see the house teams as like still like students or whatever. And I'm like, well, then why doesn't it say students like in the show description? Why doesn't it say like UCB's best students? Yeah. Are putting he's on just a trying to justify show? people having to pay to be on a house team. Right. I, he's like, that's what it is. Like, and so, you know, and they also make a big, you know, distinction between all these things. But, you know, and also, you know, as Tom Servo in the chat is saying, people do get paid in grad school like you get paid when you're in grad school uh, um but yeah like when you start looking at it like that like even if i'm going to be very charitable and and accept besser's estimation of what the mod teams and herald teams are fully it's like what are what is it preparing you for like what do, what exists where you have to do one sketch show a month 
and obsessively write one single sketch uh, uh, for one month and then put it up and have it be perfect that one single time. Like, that just doesn't exist. Like, even in the few sketch shows that still exist out there, that's not how sketch comedy is done. Yeah, I think that I've been thinking a lot about the... uh because one of the big like draws of being on a mod team is the exposure, right? Because you're not getting paid. Sure. Uh, yeah. It's it's a lot of time and it's a lot of work. Um, but one of the big things is this idea that you're you're going to get this great exposure. And you know, right. for for performers, you're you're out there on the stage and people see you and know who you are. For right. for Harold uh, performers, it's the same thing. For mod writers, it's I, I, I kind of question like how much exposure a mod writer actually gets and whether or not it's worth it. Uh, and I, I, I was actually kind of curious to hear uh, from both of you, Jack and Kate, uh, how how much you think uh, uh, is is there anything that you can like link back to? Oh, I got this job because because I was on mod. Because I was on mod. Yeah. I don't know. It's like I it's like what's, every single job because I was on mod. Well, I'm also like, what is the butterfly effect of everything? You know what I mean? But, uh, it's but like, I, I don't want to like discount it. Yeah, like, I can't discount it. I either. was on nephew with Joan. I ma- became friends with her because we were on a sketch team together. We yeah. started writing sketches on the team together. Right. And because of writing together, we both got booked for a writer's room job. However, and then, is that because you made friends with another creative person right, who you like to it's, work it's well absolutely together? More of like or is it someone who's like, people. I saw your sketch at Mod Night or no, whatever? No, no. It's, it's definitely more of like making friends with people on my team. Yeah, so look, I believe Which this. I think is of yes. value. But of course. that being said, they used to have writer uh, blasts that would go out and they mm-hmm. still do every once in a while. But when I started Mod, there it was a lot more of um, like, opportunities to get work from the theater and i i don't know i I don't know if that's the industry just like changing a lot well the industry is shrinking like there is the it's a lot smaller now so look okay uh uh you asked have i gotten any specifically jobs out of mod Mm -hmm. Uh, uh and i can say that yes like i can connect the jobs that I've had in my life back to the people that I have worked with uh, uh, and met through stuff that I did at UCB. Like, now, does that mean that the entire structure of that system is working properly? Does that mean that it's not exploitative? No. Uh, I just think that, like, you go to anywhere and you're going to meet, like, you go to anywhere where you're, like, Go to any college. You go to anywhere where you're going to be working with people who want to do the same thing as you. And if you're very lucky and if, you know, you're talented, you'll meet other people that are talented and you want to work with them. So, you know, um, I did. I did get a job from Mod recently. You did. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, I got asked to do a packet. Uh and other mod writers did also got asked this. Well, good. So look. And then my sketch was purchased. Did you get asked, Eric? The packet. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I didn't. It was. It didn't. <laughs> it didn't go out to all mod writers, but no other mod writers who also. You know, got other, it. no other mod writers yeah. who got it. So look, I I say look. You ask. I disagree though with. So what you were saying is that 
it's all about the exposure. And I do not think the exposure is that helpful. I do not think that there is anyone in that Mod Night audience who's not a friend of the people in the show or in classes at the theater watching it as an example of the type of sketch you're supposed to watch at the theater. I don't believe that there are people there like looking to find new talent. Absolutely not. And so I do think that the the idea that this, you know, that the stage itself is some hollowed ground and you'll be discovered there is just not true. I do think that that's incorrect. I think that what you're doing at UCB is you've provided like a gathering hub for like-minded people to be allowed to work together. And I guess what I'm saying is, is that, you know, that should not be predicated on having enough money to spend $40 a month on being part of a team. Like that's ultimately like where my, my biggest issue comes with UCB is that, you know, we talked about this before on the show is that culture comes from this kind of stuff. Like comedy actually is important. And the reason why we only see movies like tag, the only, the reason why we only see movies about like upper, like upper crust, like white guys who like work at advertising firms is because the only people who can afford to do UCB, like have a bunch of money sitting it's really around yeah. time it's mm-hmm. like it's it's really it's expensive because you have to be able to pay for a director and have already had taken the necessary amount of classes yeah and it's expensive because like just in terms of like you have to be able to call off work yep for like that amount of meetings a month yeah um and for a lot of people like that's just not and possible. also straight up you have to be able to afford a 40 dollar a month subscription fee right. yeah. that's a lot it's of money yeah. that's a lot of money i, I definitely money. Don't... i say i say this all the time i like looked up i like did the math on how much it would cost like for all the coaches on all the house teams. And I think it was something like close to 80 grand or 90 grand a year. And if you gathered all the UCB house teams at the start of the year and you were like, hey, okay, everybody, like pony up the 80 grand. Like, let's get the 80 grand together. Everyone would be like, fuck no, yeah. fuck that shit. But because it's like done in installments, it's like, okay, it's not okay. I think, Kate, you brought up a good point too, is you do, in, in order to even submit to be on a mod team, you have to take, you have to take three levels of sketch classes, which are each, uh, I think at this point, they're at least you have to take 450. Three? Good God. Uh, when I did it, I only had to take two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I know I was like one of the last people that only had to take oh, two. Oh, really? So it is three now. Okay. And they have this thing I where, I, sorry. No, I, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, they have this thing where you have, you have to be in quote unquote advanced study to, to submit yeah. to be a mod writer. And what that means is there's a chance that you could take Sketch 301 and they could say, no, you're not ready to submit to mod. Wow. Yeah. Right. That's new. And which, by the way, also, like, they make such a big deal. They make such a big deal at UCB about how the uh, school and the theater are, like, separate businesses. Because, (laughs) you know, I think these guys, like, just don't run businesses. It's like every fucking business has, like, a million different shell companies that they run things under. Like, no, it's not a separate business business you guys are one business it's called the ucb or whatever but yes they make this big distinction but it's like then why is it that only the only people that can apply to do stuff at the theaters have to have taken the fucking classes like that is the connection Mm -hmm. yeah i want i want to hear from eric so have you just how long have you been on mod i've only been on since um march or whenever they whenever the new season started and if you weren't moving, would you would you stay on? Or, or is part of why you're leaving like 
Are you fed up with the mod? No, I'm not leaving for any uh, comedy or entertainment-related reasons. Um, I, I, I have thought about this. You don't, you don't have to get into into it. Just curious. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I guess it maybe depends. I don't know. I, I think I almost might pass if I, if I had yeah, the yeah, chance you to do pass. it for another year. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's it's really hard to say because uh, it is. Oh, you like, would you would you would not commit to another year? I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think so. At this point, it's it's just so, so, so much. It's just so much work. And uh, another thing too, when you're a writer, you're getting zero to two sketches up a month. Usually, right. like one sketch a month. And if you think right. about it, you know, meeting two times a week. Uh, every week of the month and, you know, spending yeah. 40 plus dollars uh, uh, to it's get one sketch up in front of 100 yeah. plus people. It's, it's not anything. Like, I'm like, I, I hear this. And I'm like, and I've been thinking about this with my mod team, too. I'm like, this is not anything. Like, what the fuck? Are, I also think that because they do the shows only once a month, that actually feeds into the thing of, like, having to buy really nice props for everything. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say a couple things. Like, I've been doing sort of on my mod group, which I'm coaching a mod group because, you know, uh, uh, number one, uh, uh, I was asked to, and I thought it would be interesting, but also because I'm like, involved with all this kind of ucb stuff and like you know the people always say to you like you can't like know about it if you're not involved with it but then also i do like working i like working with uh young new comedians and stuff and there is something exciting about doing a mod show every month it's like fun to put up sketches and i'll also say as a director it's fun to like you know uh, uh get to arrange everything but a couple things i've been trying to do like philosophy wise uh, uh with my mod coaching is i'm trying to tell everyone you don't have to fuck Fucking kill yourself over this like there is no need to kill yourself over this i tell people like meet for an hour before our meetings and write your sketches in that one hour you know what i mean like sketch as a format like you don't need to agonize over it and i think that this structure of doing shows once a month like where you you know you get on a team and you have maybe 11 shows before the next time you're going to be on the chopping block. Like that's really only 11 slots for the entire year for you to write sketch. Mm -hmm. Number one, that's just doesn't if number one, there are fewer sketch writing jobs that even exist, but there's no sketch writing job on the planet. That's like, we need you to write 11 sketches a year. If you get a writing job at one of these shows, it's like, we need you to write 11 sketches a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, and so I do think that that kind of like plays into why everybody buys so many expensive props and expensive costumes. And that's something I tell my mod team not to do. I'm like, please don't. It's a fucking black box stage. It is a black box stage. So it's going to look like shit no matter what. Like just wear a T-shirt. I don't care. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, anyway. Right. Uh, um, you know, so, yeah, I also am trying not to make the I'm not trying to meet so many times uh, uh, every uh, uh, every month. I'm trying to meet maybe like four or five times because you just truly do not need this much wasted busy work to make a fucking sketch show, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, you know, I was I was naive enough to think before getting on mod that uh, there might perhaps be some sort of a budget for props for, for mod teams. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I will say uh, I I did not know about paying um, directors before getting on right. mod. 
Um, That's really wild. And, they need yeah. to be more upfront. So, someone on my team didn't know that either, and it was like <laughs> I felt I felt for them as they. Well, it's also walk, funny. I watched them. Like I saw some it. argument about that, like where someone was like, "I didn't realize like I was supposed to pay coaches," and then someone else was like, "Well, you like it was in this email or whatever," and I'm like, "Like, let's be real here. It's fucking weird that you like let people go through these courses and kind of dangle mod night as the thing at the end of it, and you're never gonna fucking pay them for that." I think it's like it is. I think in defense of like the people that run mod and like the UCB theater, like it's just changed so much over the course of the years and comedy has changed so much. Like how many people applying has grown and like from what worked at like a small level, like even when you started doing mod Jack, things were just so different in what year would that have been? Like 2010? I mean, I I did it in like 2000, yeah, 2010 or something like that. Maybe even back in 2008 or something. It is just so different. Like there wasn't UCB Sunset back then. Like there were, I I don't know, were there less mod teams back then? Yeah, and also you did you only did a show. You didn't do it every month. So it was like, like you did you took off every third month. So to, it's on like shows. it's it's like there's still like, you know, just only a couple people trying to figure this stuff out and like I think their jobs are hard. And I like, get that. I also think then we talked about this earlier with Norm boomers brains are not good these are a very stubborn generation of very very stubborn people who will never listen to anyone and instead of listening to anyone they just find someone that they pay an employee to yell at them about why it's wrong like i've been talking about ucb now for a long fucking time about like what i think is wrong at ucb and you'll remember that besser when the like pay people came up uh uh you know with some stand-up he's like get this guy on my show i'm gonna like debate him or whatever like mm-hmm. besser does not have shit to say to me because i think he knows that like i am a little more thoughtful about this stuff and he just does not want to like deal with it like they're living in their stubborn bubble boomer world and they're unwilling to recognize that anything has changed even in this thing where they say they're going to pay coaches i still think that they're like uh they're like we don't think we should have to but you guys want it or whatever yeah he was really vague in his answer and explanation of how and when they're gonna pay coaches to i i it really to me had the feel of like i'm just gonna try and like get these people to shut up about this for a little bit right Right. Is Jack going to still still be tweeting about this in a year or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I like I, you know, and I don't put it all on me. Like, there is other there's great work being done by Seth Simons and everything. And I also think that it's just good. It's good that people are more willing to talk about it now, because I think that the cone of silence around it is like what causes things to never, ever, ever get better. Right. Um, I, I real quick want to read because when I when I uh, I went back and looked at they have this long discussion board post on the UCB forum uh, okay. that lays out all of the submission requirements to be a writer or a uh-huh. performer on mod. Uh, mm-hmm. So I went back to, to to try and see if there were any was anything about paying coaches, and what I found was under the expectations section, which is in like the middle of the of the document. Uh, yep. At the end of the sixth paragraph, it says, mod team members uh, compensate the director a reasonable coaching fee. This fee is this uh, fee is set by a discussion between the director and the team. Uh, reasonable uh-huh. coaching fee. It, it's so vague. Yes. And also, it is this weird thing where, and I well, won't put it on anybody, but like, 
some coaches, I okay, I know a tale. I know a tale, and I won't name any names, but I know a tale of when a mo- of when a Herald team got broken up. A new Herald team was formed with most of the people that were on the Herald team, except for one of the people that used to be on it was now the coach of the team. Oh, uh, really? And, wow. and then the coach was like, and also I charge $80 a session. Whoa. So it was like this guy that just used to be one of your teammates is now like, also I charge 20 bucks extra or whatever. I would You're be just like, allowed to do that. that. I'd be like, fuck that. Jack, what yeah, is well, the, uh, if I may ask, I'm not asking what you charge, but what, what is like the average yeah. for a, a, a live sketch? Like 30 bucks an hour. 30 an hour? It's like yeah. 30. Well, I mean, what do you mean? For at UCB? At UCB, it's $30 an hour. Like, I have no fucking idea what it is in the real world. I don't think there is a, a sketch director <laughs> position right. in the real yeah. world. Look, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think that, like, you look, I, here's my thing. I have, I have a lot of different things about UCB. I am not so sure. Uh, uh, Claire says it's 60 It's in 60 New York. an hour Whoa. in New York? I pay 60. I get paid 60 for the two hours. So are you paying an hour, an, uh, 120 for the whole meeting in New serious? York? That would be surprising. See, this is actually why it's interesting to talk about this stuff. You find things out pretty interestingly when you start talking wow. about this stuff. Yes. So it's, uh, it's 60 an hour it, over in New York. Out here it's 30 an hour. If you're yeah. paying more than that, uh, I, I mean... Uh, and look, it's because your director charged you more, I guess. But let's just get let's I let, think it's pretty standard to have 30 an hour. Those guys don't think that the money from the school should also be considered part of the money that is being earned by people performing at their theater. And I think that it should be. Actually, I do think that it should be. I don't think that the gold, uh, uh, the you know, the the. I don't think that the the finish line here is that you can maybe get paid a hundred dollars a session to teach kid to teach other rich kids how to do this stuff, and that the UCB four like deserve to keep all that money and also get to keep the gigantic building that they bought with that money, mm-hmm. and that they're the only ones who end up with any kind of money at the end of this thing. I don't personally think that's fair, and I do think that their use of terms like collective, they'll always talk about how we're a collective. That only applies when it, it works in their favor. We're only a collective when it comes to, you know, them not paying out to the employees and stuff like that. And so what you see at UCB is they invest back into themselves. They never invest outwardly into talent. They only invest back into things that they will own at the end of all of it. And then they put it forward as though we are a collective. We're all in this together. And so everybody has to pitch in and pay their dues. Yeah. What do you think? I, yeah, I think it's wrong. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just really, it's, it's, I, I moved to LA three years ago and I, uh, it, it was a no brainer that I was going to, you know, take classes at UCB because that seemed to be the place that everyone right. that I was into came up through. And it really, I think starting from the point that I found out, uh, I used to, I, I used to go see this improv team bangerang a lot and yeah, okay. on, on Friday nights. And when I found out that they, uh, that teams like that like don't get paid to perform it kind yeah. of uh, it kind of blew my mind and it's kind of been yeah. I've been questioning UCB ever since it's just it's 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 like I think that 
I, 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 yeah, I mean, I was surprised by that, too. When I was out here in, like, 2008 taking classes, I was like, man, I wonder what they get paid on uh, Herald Night. Like, mm-hmm. maybe if I get to Herald Night and they pay you, like, 100 bucks a week, like, if I get on Herald Night, like, I could be making, like, 400 bucks a month, and that would be, like, maybe enough for me to, like, pay part of my rent or something. Right. I really thought, like, and that's the thing, too, is I don't think anyone is demanding, like, we should get paid, like, a fucking you know, uh, uh, a really like a huge salary for being on Herald Night. I think everyone should just get paid their fair share. And finally, the last thing I'll say about it, and I brought this up at, you know, the big all theater meeting. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I brought up unionizing. I brought up what would it look like if there was a performers union at UCB? And there was, uh, uh, you know, there were they were very there was a fiery reaction to that. And I think that they uh, uh, felt they said that like that would mean the end of the theater and all this kind of stuff. And I just once again disagree because I I do not think that unionizing is solely about pay and is solely about, you know, forcing them to pay you an amount that you say. I think that that is having a seat at the negotiating table. Mm -hmm. And when the UCB are having conversations about whether or not they should be paying performers or whether or not they should be paying coaches, that's a negotiation. That is a negotiation between the performers at the theater and the uh, management at the theater. And right now, the performers do not have a seat at the table. They don't have a seat at the table. So when I talk about unionizing at UCB, if you're out there listening and you're not as radicalized as Eric and I are here, maybe you're more on the Kate level or whatever, I am not talking about wanting to destroy UCB. I'm not talking about, like, fucking everything up. I'm simply talking about performers deserve a, t- a seat at the table. Yeah, that's I, it. I, I agree. hundred um, percent. Well, uh, Eric, we've been talking to you for a little while here. Do you have anything else you want to, uh, uh, to say about the, uh, the UCB or mod system before we let you go here? Uh, no, but I was wondering, can I plug something real quick? Of Absolutely. course. Of course. Okay. Uh, if you are in LA and you like sketch comedy, uh, next Wednesday at eight thirty PM at the UCB sunset theater, <laughs> uh, my mod team, <laughs> My mod team, Mama, is going up. It's my last show. Uh, Hit me up on Twitter if you want a comp. I'll I'll, I'll get you a comp. Yeah. Hey, uh, I have an announcement, too, Eric. Yeah, she says I'm going to plug, too. If if you like sketch comedy, I've got a sketch comedy show at UCB tonight Tonight. at 8.30 p.m. Yeah. With my mod team, Thirst Trap. Yeah, come check out Thirst Trap tonight. Come this Wednesday, come next And hey, if you see Kate or Eric there, and maybe you have like a couple coins in your pocket (laughs) or something, like... Drop it into their hand. Uh, just just drop the uh, whatever change you have, uh, uh, and that will be the most profitable day that either of them have ever had uh, from from doing sketch at UCB. Oh, one time. If you yeah, drop a penny much. in their palm, <laughs> that would be uh, uh, the most profitable day. I sold some zines at the Comic-Con. Oh, sure. yeah, that was pretty good, actually. All right, Eric. Well, thank you for calling in. Uh, uh, this has been a good conversation, and uh, uh, good luck out yeah, of town. Thanks, and uh, I guess, you know, uh, uh, we'll keep talking to you, and uh, let me know when uh, – you're back in town and everything yeah for sure thanks for having me on all right good to talk to you all right bye, bye. and uh that looks you know, like our show someone once suggested putting out a tip jar the thing that's weird with tips that's kind of funny is that uh uh that's weird with tips is that even at the coffee shop they like take cards on like the little one of those ipad things and they have tips turned off on the fucking little ipad oh, yeah, why, why is that why don't they just turn on the tip the tip function 
on the iPad. And I'm sure they have some weird fucking reason because they talk to all these lawyers and they're like, and we are very like, we're very professional now. And you know that you're not allowed to like give people tips. It's like, you know, if you fucking wanted to, you could figure out the method to give people tips. If there was the institutional like will you would find the way that the coffee shop employees, as they yeah. do in every other coffee shop that uses the iPad thing, uh, uh, could press the $1 Whoa. button at the end of it. I also think, and this is one final thing, Joe is joking the valet should tip the performers. I actually do think that people need to be a lot better about tip tipping the valet, the valet at, UCB. at UCB. Do not use the fucking valet if you're not going to give the guys tip a dollar. Them a like dollar. I think those, that's the, like, those are like the least tipped uh, valet people in the world. Tip them. I think, They're I think. nice guys, those valet guys. Let me just very briefly, because I, I teased it and I and I don't want to go without doing it, but I do want to give the corrections that my mom has offered on the show thus far. Uh, we do have, uh, uh, and man, I have, I have a lot of good stuff for tomorrow, actually. We have a lot of Amy Should Schumer save material. save the corrections for tomorrow? No, I don't want to save the corrections, but I'll save all the rest of it, okay? So we'll just like very briefly close out the show right, with some through. mom corrections, okay? Okay. Uh, uh, one. Do you want to put him on the screen or no? Uh, no, no, I don't, don't want to. Do it, do it. One. None of your cousins in Oklahoma are happy frackers who chew tobacco. Okay. I don't know if that's a hundred percent true, but she Robin. says that that's not true. I believe Robin. Okay. Keep going. Two. The picture you rushed to save in the 1994 earthquake was not you calling action on Naked Gun 33 and a third. It was you with Leslie Nielsen in his trailer. Uh, parenthetical. This was John being wrong, but it was on your show. So my dad said that, but right. I wasn't correct. But it still is a correction to offer. Um, Keep going. Wow. Okay. Do it. I don't think Allison FX did any work on Naked Gun 33 in the third credits. However, she's wrong here because this was back when they were at, uh, um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like when my dad worked at like an effects house that wasn't Allison FX. Oh, okay. uh, Bob Weiss invited you to write ideas for the opening credits when you and I visited the set at 1993. I don't think that's correct, unless I'm wrong. Uh, you sent in some ideas in a cartoon of you and Leslie Nielsen, which Leslie hung in his trailer. Uh, and wow. then earned $20 for writing the word Jurassic Park. Nice. That is the case, apparently. Nice. Uh, she, well, this is interesting. I don't know, actually. I really don't know the answer to this question. This is not a correction so much as it's like a tease of some kind. She says, why did you sit in the director's chair and call action on a big scene at age six? There was a reason. What? I don't know. She just says that I there was a uh, a reason. We'll oh, have to find out. Because you're ta a talent. I have no idea. Because uh, uh, you earned it. I don't know. Uh, uh, she says uh, uh, you did not get sick from eating fish in Death Valley. You got a horrible virus at age three, probably in L.A., but it got really bad in Sequoia National Forest. Went to ER in Fresno and lost all your healthy weight and developed asthma after that underweight until middle school in the rented house on steroids for asthma with a fridge full of soda next to your bedroom internet and everything else downstairs that's what she says so i got fat because i was fridge using the internet too much and there was soda right next to it all right um working down oh my lord this is the last one what? uh um my mother doesn't wake up enough early enough to watch the show. Everyone's asking, like, is she watching it now? I'm like, she watches the uh, VOD. Yeah. She watches the VOD. She hasn't been awake, I think, for the uh, uh, for the live show. Typically, uh, uh, she says, 
Working together may not necessarily lead to a bad marriage if you respect and value each other. You two will be okay. See George Burns and Gracie Allen. Ooh. It's a bit much. That's emotional. That's a bit much. That one's a, that last one's a little bit much. That's too real. Because I've talked about on the show how my parents work together, like how we're working together, and how I think that that might have uh, destroyed their marriage. Anyway, folks, that's it for Jack AM today. We will be back at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern tomorrow here on Twitch. Thank you all for being here. Uh, uh, what a show, everybody. What a show. Uh, um, We've got a lot more to get into tomorrow. We did not get through everything today, and we do have good material. So we will see you then. Uh, uh, thank you all for watching. Uh, uh, see you tomorrow morning. Kate, anything? Don't kick me off mod night. Don't kick Kate off mod hey, night. Hey, hey. I'm not responsible for Jack's views or Eric's views. Yeah. We're simply having a conversation. We're simply having a conversation. Why not talk about these things publicly? Whenever anybody no, is like mad at you for talking about things publicly, that means they want to hide stuff. I think it's good to talk about things publicly. Uh, I have a lot of respect for a lot, everyone I work with at UCB. I think people work really hard. I should have cut the show before this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Jack sucks.